Welcome to the Small Business Report. I'm Gordon Deal. We examine things like habits of entrepreneurs, emerging trends, financing, marketing, where to get help, even how to get started on your own. By the way, I love hearing from small business owners and employees. Let's talk about your business. Send me an email at gdeal at compassmedianetworks.com. Today's story, how to lead your small business without overreacting to certain changes. That's after this. Great news. There's a quick way you could save money. Switch to GEICO. All it takes is 15 minutes to find out if you could save 15% or more on car insurance. And GEICO offers coverage for more than just car insurance. Got a motorcycle? GEICO's got you covered. Got an RV? Covered. Got a boat? Covered. How about homeowners or renters insurance? You bet GEICO's got you covered. And there's so much more GEICO could help with. Plus, don't forget the discounts. Go to Geico.com today and see how much you could save. That's Geico.com. Mark Graben wants small businesses and organizations and the people who lead them to stop overreacting. He's a consultant, professional speaker, and author of a new book called Measures of Success. He works with leaders and organizations that are looking for ways to improve. But, as Mr. Graben points out, that often starts with knowing when not to make changes. He's with us today from Orlando, Florida. Mark, what are examples of overreacting? Yeah, we see examples of this in all sorts of different businesses. You know, there's a, a software company, Kinexus, I've been involved with, and, you know, sales are increasing, but there's a lot of metrics that really just fluctuate around an average. The number of leads that come in, the number of webinar attendees, and the, the team within that company, I've, I've coached them to stop over-explaining every up-and-down in the metric. It's higher than last month or it's below average. And when we react and try to explain every up and down, that really just ends up being uh, a waste of time because metrics quite often tend to fluctuate. And the time we spend trying to overanalyze kind of gets in the way or um, you know, can, uh, prevents us from spending time that would be better used to actually improve performance instead of explaining every up and down. Do you have to learn to move beyond that? <laughs> like, do people yeah, get I, mean, I think there's a lot of human nature. I think a lot of us are taught in organizations where leaders are constantly reacting to, to every up and down. But, you know, we can think in terms of our you know, personal life. If you step on the scale every morning, even if your weight is relatively consistent, that number on the scale is not going to be the same every day. So there's no reason to get too excited about being up 0.7 pounds or, mm. or down 1.2 pounds. If we take a little bit longer-term look at a metric like that, we can learn to, uh, to stop reacting as much and, and focus on um, what we can, can do to really more meaningfully improve that number that we're looking at. One of the things you like to talk about is uh, using process behavior charts. What are they? How do they work? Yeah, so a process behavior chart, just, uh, you know, you can build one in Excel. Excel calls it a line chart. And, you know, there's, I, I think it's true to say two data points are not a trend. So if you have a metric, look at a year's worth of data or two years' worth of data, chart it visually, and, and that's a great start because now you can start seeing if it's fluctuating. A process behavior chart is a specific statistical method that looks at your performance and, and you calculate, you could think of it as, as guardrails around your metric above and below. And those, those guardrails tell you 
when the metric is just fluctuating within a predictable range and you learn not to overreact to that fluctuation, if you see a data point that exceeds those guardrails, now you say, ah, something has really changed. That's worth investigating. That's worth learning from. That's worth reacting to. So we filter out the noise in a metric, and that helps us find more meaningful signals through process behavior charts. Well, it does seem like sometimes there's so much data these days that it becomes noise. Yeah, and, you know, we can, uh, through a method like this, you know, which is actually pretty simple to use and, you know, it's really visual, um, we can, um, you know, kind of realize when there's a meaningful change and, and, and try to turn, you know, this flood of data into information that helps us make better decisions about our business. Mm. We speak with Mark Graben, consultants, professional speaker, also author of a new book called Measures of Success, and we're talking about how to stop small business owners from overreacting. So you've got these points, stop, use, utilize, and improve. Uh, explain the utilization of these, these simple rules you go by. Yeah, so when we make a process behavior chart, there's three rules that help us find a signal that, you know, again, it says something has really significantly changed in our business. So if we look for any one data point outside of those calculated guardrail limits, um, if you see a trend of eight consecutive data points that are either all above average or below average, that's statistically unlikely to be random. That's another signal that tells us performance has changed. And then the third rule, you can look for you know, a, a clustering of three data points that are relatively close to one of those guardrails. So there's, you know, there, there's statistical um, you know, theory behind this, but it's a really solid practical method for uh, business owners or leaders of, of different type. And explain uh, your final point here about Im improving performance in a more sustainable way. Yeah, well, you know, when we're in, trapped in that pattern of overreacting, um, that, that wastes time that could be better used for uh, coming up with sustainable improvements. Or, you know, we, we might fool ourselves. Where let's say we start a new marketing campaign and we see one data point where sales have ticked up a little bit. Well, we, we might draw the wrong conclusion between the change we've made and the impact. We might declare victory too soon. We might double down on that marketing campaign. When we see future weeks or future months, we realize, oh, well, sales is still just fluctuating within that, that range that we had before. So when we use statistical methods and charts like this, we, we can better understand the cause and effect relationships when we make a change to our business. Is it really affecting uh, the results in the, in the way that we, you know, and helping us accomplish what we're trying to achieve? You find that this is a, a better approach for certain businesses rather than, other, rather than others? No, I mean, it's, it's really broadly applicable. You know, any business that has uh, metrics or performance measures, I've, I've used this approach in uh, manufacturing businesses, in healthcare, um, in, in businesses like, uh, you know, software companies. And, you know, at one point my wife and I considered buying uh, a business and we used a process behavior chart to look at monthly revenue for the business. And, you know, it was pretty stable and, and predictable. It fluctuated. It was not the same number every month. And we saw one month that was higher above that calculated guardrail limit. We asked the business owner, well, do you know why sales were higher that month? And, and unfortunately, he didn't know, which, you know, was kind of a lost opportunity for him to, you know, to better understand his business. And, you know, if there was a, a specific reason for why sales were higher that month, that's something 
you'd, you'd want to try to uh, recreate and duplicate every month instead of having it be just that one-time blip. Have you seen somebody uh, make a change based on something, I don't know, like a meaningless piece of data and just cause everything to crumble? Well, I mean, I think it, if, if things don't crumble, it just creates um, distraction where, you know, we, we, we make a change and we think it had a positive impact and, and you know, we, we, we keep plowing forward instead of looking and saying, well, maybe that, you know, thinking to the example of a marketing campaign, maybe that marketing campaign wasn't really having the right impact, so we should either tweak that campaign or end it and try something new. You know, I think a methodology like this helps organizations that are trying to, you know, in a way manage their business more scientifically. Mm. We see this in, in areas like uh, the lean startup movement where, you know, companies uh, don't just come up with a plan and plow forward. They're, they're constantly evaluating um, and, and thinking about changes they make to their businesses more of a scientific hypothesis. Not to, you know, it sounds kind of esoteric, but mm-hmm. I think the, the practical matter is, you know, the, let, let, the, let the chart speak to you. Look at how your metric is performing visually over time instead of just reacting to, well, last month was either higher or lower than the month before. You don't learn much from um, looking at just two data points. Yeah. Uh, more broadly speaking, what do you feel like is the environment today for the small business owner or operator? What's the feedback you get from clients and such? Well, I mean, I think there's a lot of pressure to improve in different ways, and sometimes that drives people um, to track more metrics, and and that can create um, sort of a, a, a fog instead of creating clarity, where if people are tracking more metrics and there, there's more opportunities to react and ask people to investigate and explain um, changes in those different metrics. They might lose sight of kind of the, the, the handful of key performance indicators. You know, so people talk about KPIs, and they forget sometimes instead of key performance indicators, it becomes a kajillion process indicators. And a lot of that management busyness and activity of, of looking at all of those metrics um, sometimes just um, you know, keeps people busy. And so process behavior charts are a great way of filtering out um, changes that you know, help, help us respond to changes in, in metrics that, that are meaningful. So I think instead of adding, my, my advice would be instead of adding more metrics, take, um, you know, kind of take a better look at the key metrics that you're already tracking. That might be a better path to figuring out how to improve your business because measuring something in and of itself won't lead to improvement. Thanks, Mark. Mark Graben, small business consultant, professional speaker, and author of a new book called Measures of Success. When a state ranks among the top 10 in the country for major new and expanded facilities, that's pure growth. When it's tops for three straight years, that's pure Michigan. Long known as a world leader in the automotive industry, Michigan is also a leader in defense, cybersecurity, mobility, agribusiness, and aerospace. In fact, CNBC rates Michigan among the top 10 states in the country for business. To learn more, visit michiganbusiness.org because helping business grow is pure Michigan. Reminder, by the way, the Small Business Report is found on our website, which is thismorningwithgordondeal.com. That's also where you can hear our daily news program called This Morning, America's First News. 
Again, if you'd like to share your small business story, I'd like to hear it. Send me an email at gdeal at compassmedianetworks.com. Thanks for listening to the Small Business Report. I'm Gordon Deal.